You are listening to NTC Messina's podcast, where our desire as the family of God is to simply know God, love one another, and make disciples. It is awesome to be uh, in church this morning. Uh, it's awesome to see you guys' faces. Um, and this morning, I really felt like God wanted me to, to talk about faithfulness in the kingdom. Um, when uh, Justin asked me a couple of weeks ago, hey, would you be willing to speak, um, you know, on the 28th? I said, yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, sometimes when, when you're, you know, you're preparing a message, it's, you know, God, what do you want me to talk about? God, what do you want me to talk about? And, you know, there's kind of this, you know, just going before him and just like, God, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You know, what, what would you have me share? Um, and it can be a little bit of like a, like struggle sometimes even to figure out like, God, what do you want? But when Justin asked me to speak about it, it was just, it was like an instantaneous thing that God just said, like, faithfulness. And so I was just thankful that, God, thank you for giving me something so quickly. Um, so this is something that I'm uh, pretty passionate about. Like, as I was actually in my office back there um, earlier this morning, just kind of going over stuff, I, like, found myself getting emotional at one point. And I'm like, dude, I haven't cried in, like, 24 years. And I'm 26, so... Um, the last time I cried was when my mom spanked me when I didn't do something wrong. Um, but it's a true story. She came into the room. She saw one of my siblings crying. She grabbed me. She spanked me later to find out. It wasn't me. It was another sibling. But, you know, it's okay. I've, I've obviously healed and forgiven from that moment in my life. But I want to talk about faithfulness. You know, faithfulness is something that uh, I feel like you can get almost taken for granted sometimes. Like, a lot of times we might notice who's not there rather than who's there. A lot of times you might take for granted the fact that you can always go to this person, but it sticks out to you the one time you, you, you couldn't go to that person, or maybe they weren't there. So, like, faithfulness is this thing that might not always get a ton of attention or reward from us, is it? You know, like, no one, you know, slapped me on the back table. I was like, Josh, like, it's awesome. Like, I'm so glad you're here. I was like, well, I, I technically get paid to be here. I'm on staff, so I have to be here. You know, like, so it's, it's this thing that might not be the most glamorous thing in the world sometimes, but there's just, like, heavy burden in my heart to talk about faithfulness because as I've grown up and as I've, I've um, seen the, the kind of the, my, you know, people in, in my generation, there's this thing in me that aches because I see that there's a lack of that in, and I'll say, in my generation. That there's, like, and, and it grieves me because faithfulness is so, so important. So I want to talk about that a little bit today. Um, obviously, the first thing you have to do when, when God gives you something to talk about is you have to Google it. That's what Paul did every time he went to his, you know, he went to Google. Um, but if you Google, I just Googled faithfulness. And the first thing that popped up, and I was like, man, that is like, that's an awesome de- definition. Faithfulness is a concept of unfailingly remaining loyal to someone or something and putting that loyalty into consistent practice. And I love this part, regardless of any extenuating circumstances. Ooh. I told you, I was like getting emotional back there just thinking about faithfulness. Regardless of any extenuating circumstances. It's always easier to run away from a wall than run into a wall, right? And it's always less painful. (laughs) But sometimes we gotta run through a wall. Regardless of any extenuating circumstances, unfailingly loyal, putting loyalty into consistent practice. That is faithfulness. 
And when I was younger, I used to think, I don't know if anyone else used to think this, that like God was gonna zap you with the ability to do something. Anyone ever think that? Like one day I'll be able to just like, uh, maybe it's temptation. I'll be like, God, I'll just like, if temptation comes my way, I'll just be like, boom, automatic. Because God zapped me with this ability to just, you know, say no to temptation. Or God zapped me with this ability to be faithful all the time. But it's, I don't know why I thought this, I was younger, that, oh, one day you just reach a certain point where you kind of level up and then you have this ability where you just, you're just faithful. But it's not actually how it works, is that faithfulness is a choice. Being faithful is a choice, and one that we have to make all the time and every day, right? Faithfulness is a choice. And there's some examples I just wanted to just uh, brush through quickly of faithfulness in the Bible. And one that, you know, I, I really love is um, Abraham, you know, the story of Abraham and Isaac when God says, will you sacrifice your son? And he was like, whoa, I thought this son was the promise that you had promised me. And God says, well, if, would you if I asked you? And he said, yes. And then, okay, we'll go up on this mountain, sacrifice your son. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit. But this incredible, it's, it blows my mind because Abraham held God even above the promise that God had given him. Like, I've like, there's been times in my life where I've had to like let a promise kind of go for a season, because I've like held on to it in this way that it's like, it's almost above God. It's more important to me than God, this promise that God gave me. And Abraham had this relationship with God where he trusted God, his faithfulness, so much more even than this promise that he had from God. He's like, all right, God, I don't see how it's possible in any way, shape, or form if, if I kill this son for you to make this promise happen. I don't see a possible way, but I trust you above the promise. He was faithful to God. We all know the end of the story is that God never intended for him to kill his son. He said, stop, and because you are faithful, there is a blessing, there is a reward that came out of that. Obviously, Jesus is a pretty good example of faithfulness. You know, in, in the garden, Jesus is, is moved to the point um, of, of tears and agony where blood is, is, he's sweating blood. And we know that medically, this is possible for someone to sweat blood, but it's under the most like, unimaginable circumstance. So Jesus is knowing what's about to happen to him, that he's about to die on the cross, that he, all these horrible things are about to happen to him. And he has this moment when he says, Father, if there is any other way, let it be done. Father, not my will, but yours. He was faithful. He, he made a choice. All, all these people we're going to talk about, they all made a choice to be faithful. It wasn't like they had no other option. It wasn't like there's no way out. They all had a choice to be faithful. And in fact, in a lot of these people's situations, it actually probably made more sense to not be faithful. Like for Abraham, it probably made more sense for this promise to happen, for him to say, no, I'm not going to sacrifice my son. It makes more sense to not, so the promise can be fulfilled. But instead, he decided to choose to be faithful. You know, what about Job? That's always a fun book to read, isn't it? Like, it just encourages you, it builds you, it's beautiful, moves you to tears. Job, you know, I, I feel a little better reading, you know, through Job. With, um, Job had some friends that gave him some really bad advice, and it makes me feel better as a friend sometimes when I give horrible advice. But Job, he was confused, and he was angry, yep, because all this stuff had been taken from him. His life was in ruins, but he refused to curse God no matter what. No matter what happens to me, I will never curse God. 
I'll always lift him high. That doesn't mean that he wasn't confused. That doesn't even mean that he wasn't angry. That doesn't mean that he went to God and was like, why is this happening? But he chose to be faithful regardless of the extenuating circumstances around him, no matter what. And I think for a lot of us, I know myself included, it's easy to be faithful when everything's going like good, right? It's easy to be faithful when things are going well, when things are going according to plan or according to the promise or our perceived idea of what the plan or the promise is. But when things get tough, when things go awry, when they start going in a way that we're not sure if this is the way it's supposed to go, all of a sudden, faithfulness becomes a little bit harder decision, doesn't it? There's this phrase that hopefully each and every one of us is going to hear one day, and that is, well done, good and faithful servant. That comes out of Matthew 25, 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. Now, I, I want to take a sec, actually, and just read that, that um, parable right there. Uh, Nolan, I think you have it. Matthew 25, start at 14, if we can. Verse 14, if it is there. Maybe it is not. Hey, Nolan, you're the best. Thank you. So I just want to read this real quick. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven, this is Jesus talking, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Next. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion of their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and he earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, the master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I've earned you five more. And the master was full of praise. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let us celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned you two more. And the master's shed was full of praise. Next. Next. I'll paraphrase it. And the master was full of praise, and he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. For you, for I gave you two bags, and you've earned two more, and you get the gist. And then we get to the last one. Do we have that, verse 24? Oh, we lost them all. Shoot, it's okay. My bad, Nolan. I should have given you the, um, them sooner. In the last verse, it says this. The last servant went up, or the master came, and the last servant said, Master, you gave me one bag of silver, and I knew that you were a harsh man. So, not wanting to lose this investment you gave me, this silver that is yours, I dug a hole and I hid it in the ground. Here is your silver back. Oh, is it there? Well done. So now we'll give you many more. Let's celebrate. It's okay. We'll just, I'll paraphrase. You shouldn't paraphrase the Bible. It's really not a good thing, but here we go. Um, and he said, 
wicked and evil servant. And you're like, whoa, Jesus. <laughs> he didn't lose it. He gave it back to you. But Jesus says, you wicked and evil servant. And that has always kind of surprised me a little bit that that was the master's reaction. Like you would think, he would, you know, well, you would probably say that if he lost it all, right? If he lost his bag of silver. But there's the reality that when God gives us something, we have a responsibility to do something with it. And if we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, we have to invest and be faithful with what has been given to us. And we see that there's, you know, a lot of times in Christianity, we only talk about this. Guess what? There's rewards in Christianity. I got good news today. There's rewards. When we are faithful with what's been given to us, there's a reward. The master says, let's celebrate. And guess what? I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna give you even more. He doesn't ask us to labor and then say, just do what I tell you to do and just be grateful that I let you live or something like that. No, he says, if you labor with me, if you're faithful in what I've asked you to do, there's a reward coming to you. There's a reward. And on this life and in the next. You know, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a choice. I remember when I was younger, I would say I was not at all a faithful person at all. Um, go, like even just going to a basketball practice was like, oh my gosh, you know, we did this yesterday, we have to do this again? Like, you know, being faithful to something even that I loved, you know, was, was difficult. And I remember years ago, Jesus really, really challenging me and pretty much telling me it was time to grow up. I was like, again, I was like, Jesus, you can't, that's mean, you can't say that. That's kind of how Jesus talks to me sometimes, because you know what, he knows I have a thick head. But, and he was saying to me, it's time to grow up, it's time to mature, it's time to become faithful, it's time to shape up. And even like a couple of weeks later, someone gave me a prophetic word, and it was like, you know, he essentially said, boy, it's time to shake up, it's time to grow up, shape up. And I was like, I'm pretty sure prophetic words are supposed to be encouraging and building and edifying, and that doesn't feel all that. And, but he said, it's time to grow up. It's time to shape up. But I knew 100% that it was from God who was speaking to me. He was telling me it's time to grow up. It's time to become mature. It's time to become faithful. And specifically, I remember him asking me if I would be faithful to his church, to his body, to his bride. And I had to make a choice if I was gonna do that, if I was gonna honor that, or not, because at the time, I didn't even know this, but obviously, fast forward down the road, I worked for a church, I'm, I, I've you know, worked here for, I don't know, like six or seven years now, um, and I didn't know back then that God was gonna call me to his body to the degree that he did, but I knew back then that God was saying, be faithful to my bride, be faithful to my church, will you be? And it was a question, it wasn't a, a, a demand, it was a question. I just had to make a decision, yes, God, I will be faithful. I said, yes to what he was asking me to do. And then, you know, next thing you know, Greg's asking me if I can lead some stuff at youth because I've been faithful, been showing up. I've been, hey, what do you need? What do you help? Hey, I want you to be a leader. I want you to, you know, run a small group. Okay, cool. You know, a year later, he's like, hey, uh, do you want to be the youth pastor? And I was like, uh, maybe one day. And then he's like, yeah, I'm thinking like maybe like three years. And then he comes back to me three months later. Hey, JK, do you want to do it now? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me ask God. And I felt like God was saying, yes, do it. So, okay, sweet. So I became the youth pastor. Now here I am, the pastor of NTC Messina. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get fired. Um, don't tell Greg I said that when he comes back. He's not here so we can have fun today, okay? Um, but <laughs> 
Whenever you say yes to being faithful to the little that God has placed in your hands, there's always more coming. But he's actually really kind because he's not gonna give you all this stuff that you've proven that you can't handle and you can't be faithful with. Because it'd crush us. But he desires us to grow. He desires us to reign and rule with him, right? To expand his kingdom. And so whatever is in your hand right now, in this moment, whether it's small, whether it's big, whatever the master, whatever Jesus has given you today, are you being faithful with that? Are you investing that or are you, have you buried it and said, well, I'm busy right now, but I'll circle back to that and invest it later. Let me tell you, the market's, market was great a while ago. Invest, invest. What God has given you, invest it. And I have good news for, for some of you. I won't say names, but I'm thinking of a few of you. Just kidding. Um, that it's never too late to start being faithful. Maybe you even have a reputation of being not faithful. Maybe that you, you've had failings in your life. You've, you've been giving something before. Maybe you weren't faithful with it. Maybe you didn't invest it. I have good news that there's never, it's never too late to start being faithful. You know, Philippians 1.6 says this, I don't, I don't know if you'll have it, Noel, but, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. That work that he began in you, he will bring to completion. It's a brand new day. You are a new creation in Christ. So let that old you, that old thing that just wasn't faithful, that said no, whatever, let that thing die and be faithful today. Start saying yes today. And there's this kind of, it's the same coin, I guess, as faithfulness, but there's this, this word that um, became, I would say, God really highlighted to me a couple years ago about faithfulness, and that word is resilience. Do you know what resilience means? And resilience is something that we need to have if we're going to be faithful in the kingdom. You know, John 16, says this. It's very encouraging. Actually, it is very encouraging. I have told you all this so that you might have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows. Thanks, Jesus. But take heart because I have overcome the world. So there's, there's two things right there. One, he's saying, guess what? You can have peace in me even though there's a bunch of crap going on around you even though life is tough, even though things aren't going right, whatever, even though there are trials, even though there's pain, even though there's sorrow, you can have peace in me because I have overcome the world. So there's two promises there. One, that things aren't gonna go great sometimes, but the promise that he's always gonna be with us and that we can have peace in that. So Jesus says right there, there's gonna be trials, there's going to be sorrows. So if we're gonna face hard times, we need to have some resilience in us. Like we talked about earlier, the first sign of trouble or resistance, we can't just say, well, I was trying to be faithful, but this is getting hard, I'm out of here. Like faithfulness, when, when, when things start to go bad, we look to the faithful people, right? You're not gonna to run to the person who's kind of flaky, kind of shaky. You're gonna to run to the person who's faithful, who's steadfast, who's always there. I run to mom, I run to dad, okay? It's programmed in me because they've shown themselves faithful. I don't go to Levi because he's a shaky, flaky dude. It's my brother. No, I'm just kidding. Levi's very faithful. 
but we run to who is faithful. And there's this, this quote that I really love by Ern McManus. Um, if you don't know Ern McManus, he's a, he's a pastor of, of a church called Mosaic, and um, uh, they've got a few campuses now, but I think they started in L.A. And this quote, like, I remember listening to this podcast, and it just blew my mind. It was a podcast on being resilient in life, resilient in the kingdom. And he said this, you know, I found that when you feel like stepping back, step forward. He said, that's how we advance the kingdom. When you feel like stepping back, step forward. And that, like, that changed my, like, I would say, like, kind of changed my life. When things get hard, when you're not sure what to do, when something's maybe not going the way that I thought it would, or as easy as I thought it would, don't step back, but step forward into that thing. And that's been huge for me in life, that when something, we can apply this to everything. You can apply this to your marriage. When things aren't going right, when things aren't, you don't step back, step forward. You can apply this to every part of your life. When you're wondering, man, are my prayers being heard? God, do you hear me? Don't be like, I'm gonna pray less. Pray more, step forward. Don't step back, step forward. When you wonder if this, maybe this ministry that you're a part of or this small group that you're leading or even that you're in, you're like, man, this making a difference, don't step back, step forward. I found that a lot of the things in my life that maybe have not been going the way I thought, I just needed to step into them in a new way. I need to double down, be like, God, I'm not abandoning this hill. I'm gonna die on this hill. I know that you called me to do this. I'm not gonna step back. I'm gonna step forward. I'm gonna step further into this thing. I think there's a blessing that comes with that. When you're offended, maybe at someone in church, maybe it's even a leader. I work with Justin. It happens all the time, all the time, every day almost. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Justin. But maybe you're offended by someone here at church. Don't say, man, I don't know. I'm gonna step back. Say, no, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna step forward into this thing because I know that God, this is the bride of Christ. This isn't something that Jesus takes lightly. This is his bride. So I wanna be part of shaping this thing. I don't wanna say, geez, I don't know, Jesus, kind of an ugly bride. I wanna say, no, I'm gonna help make it more beautiful. I'm gonna step forward. What part can I play? What can I do? I'm not gonna step back. I'm gonna step forward. Maybe you're just tired of plowing, of watering, of planting for the kingdom. You're like, Jesus, I don't know if I see any fruit in this thing. Don't step back, step forward. Maybe you feel like, God, I haven't heard you speak in a while. Maybe you just feel like you're in a dry place in your relationship with Jesus. Don't step back. Step forward. Go deeper. Go deeper. We may not always see fruit immediately. That's, that's a fact of life. I like seeing fruit immediately. You know, we, uh, th- this year, um, my, my dad, my brother, and I, we planted this um, uh, food plot on, on my dad's land, and it was awesome. Like, we planted this food plot, and there's, like, turnips in there. They're, like, this big. If you don't know what a food plot is, it's a way to feed deer that's legal. You can't bait them, but you can make a food plot, and it's legal. A little bit of, there's a tip for y'all. Um, but it was incredible to see immediate fruit, to see all of our hard work all of a sudden, boom, Wow, look at that fruit, or turnip. I don't know what a turnip is. must be a vegetable. Wow, look at that, veggies. Like it was awesome to see an immediate turnaround for your labor, right? 
And then there's this, you know, we bought some property last year and there's all these apple trees on it. And we're like, man, we're gonna, we're gonna prune these apple trees. Look at these, like they were all hideous. There's a million branches coming out. So we're Googling, we don't know what we're doing. We're not apple orchard people. But it was like, you know, if there's too many branches, you know, crisscrossing, there's not enough air to circulate. And, you know, if there's too many of this and too many of that. So we're looking at these trees. They're like, this does not look like what is described as a healthy apple tree. Okay, and there's like 50 of them. We're like, okay, we're going to prune these things up. So we go out there and we prune them up. And like, it was like 20 degrees most of the days we were doing it because you have to do it in the winter. And you're trudging through like three feet of snow and it sucks. And then like branches keep falling in your face. It's, it's not fun. You're climbing up this tree. I fell out twice. It's not like I'm not a great climber. Levi's a great climber. I'm not a great climber. Um, but it's just like, you know, you have all this labor and all this pain and you invest and you invest and you're like, yes. And, and then spring comes and you're like, these apples are going to be incredible. Oh my God, they're going to be probably bigger than the turnips. It's going to be awesome. And then fall came and there's no apples anywhere. And I was like, what the heck? What happened? And then you read a little bit more and it says, oftentimes after pruning apple trees, it'll take one year for the tree to recover, to blah, 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 to bear fruit. And I was like, man, that, well, that should have been a bold print right at the top. <laughs> like, get ready to be disappointed. Don't be disappointed. It'll happen next year. But there wasn't an immediate reward for, what I, for our, our labor, was there? I'm gonna still have to wait to next year see it to see the fruit. And we got probably like 30 or 20 more apple trees that we need to prune. And I'm excited to prune them because I'm, I'm gonna step forward, step forward more. I'm not gonna step back and cut them down and be like, you stupid tree, burn. You know, no, I'm gonna say, no, I think there's fruit here. I'm gonna invest a little more. I'm gonna invest a little more. I think Jesus is calling us today to invest a little more, to go a little deeper. It's not always easy. We don't always see fruit immediately. But I believe if we'll just be faithful and step in, that we'll see God make some incredible fruit show up, or turnips. There's, um, I kind of wanted to talk to my generation for a quick sec. I'm bouncing around a little bit. But if, if you're like, you know, mid-20s like I am, or younger, you know, or my youth, you know, if you're a young adult or a youth, I'm going to speak to you for a sec. There's, uh, faithfulness is not the norm. It's the exception, I would say. I didn't realize this fully until I became a basketball coach. I realized, oh, my God, getting a kid to come to practice is like pulling teeth. Um, but faithfulness is not something that is like, like we talked about earlier, super cool. But I think it's going to be a key ingredient in seeing Younger generations come to Jesus when they see that there's young people who are sold out for something. They're saying, I'm not going to move from it. I'm giving my all to this. And I'm stepping forward. I'm not stepping back. When you see someone do that, you're like, wow, there's something to that. You know, I remember I saw this, uh, this truck from Vermont while I was hunting in the state forest in Brazier. And I thought, what the heck? This guy's coming all the way from Vermont to hunt like in Brazier State Forest. And so being, you know, that it's public land and he can't stop me, I followed him back to his stand. This is not a good hunting ethics code. You shouldn't do this. But I followed him back and I was like, where does this guy sit? And I'm like, oh, right there, okay. And it was like way far back. 
This guy drove all that way and went like a mile and a half back in the woods because he knew there was something worth sitting there for. And that made me intrigued, and I had to follow and see what he was looking for. And then I got back to a spot, and I see that there's trees. If you're not a hunter, uh, deer, um, they rub their antlers on trees, and, it, and they scrape them up, and I see that everywhere. And I was like, okay, I see what this guy's back here for. And there's these huge tracks, and there's these things called scrapes that the deer scrape. And I was like, okay, like, this is a good spot to be. There's, there's something good here. But how dedicated he was to drive all the way to Brazier Falls on a Saturday from Vermont and then go like a mile and a half back in the woods, I thought there's something to this. That this guy sees an incredible value and that he's willing to do all this work to come. It would be the same thing in Christianity if we would say, man, Jesus is worth my everything. He's worth giving everything, not just a little bit, not just when it's convenient, not just you know when there's no resistance, but he's actually worth giving everything for. I think that'll, I've actually, as I was preparing for this message, I just felt like that was like even a key part of seeing revival happen in, in the younger generations is faithfulness in the kingdom. And, and, and when we're talking about faithfulness, for me, I feel like it's most directly to church, right? To his body. But being faithful in the kingdom is important in everything. Be a faithful worker. Be like the best employee that you have. Don't sit out, you know, and, you know, let the clock tick by. Like, be like, this is, Christians are hardworking. We, we have value, right? Be the best employee, be the best husband, be the best wife, be the best friend, the best father. Like, be faithful in these things. That shows. Because like I said, I don't think that's the norm anymore, to be faithful in something. For the most part, it's, you know, I'm gonna live my best life. And I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna do me, whatever, and I'm just gonna do what's convenient and what I like. That's kind of the, the cultural norm right now. But I would say combat that. Be faithful when it doesn't even make sense. Be faithful to God's house, be faithful to his people, and watch what God's gonna do. I think that's gonna be incredibly important for seeing revival come. It's for a the young people of this house and beyond to be examples of faithfulness in this world. And as we kind of get ready, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close here. I think it's 11, 11.30, we're gonna close, but there's this a scripture that I've always loved. It's kind of one of my, my life verses. And it's uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 26, and it says this, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets surprised? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I say to you, run with purpose at every step. I think we have to run with purpose, like Paul says, at every step, and know that there's a reward. There's an eternal prize, but there's also a reward right now. That when you're faithful with a little, God wants to bless you with more. He wants to give you more. When you're faithful with the little, he wants to give you more. And I think we always read that verse, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, Matthew 25, and, and we just kind of automatically put ourselves in there, right? Like I would I just always automatically, oh yeah, I'm a good and faithful servant. Yeah, of course. 
It's me. But God started challenging me. Are you being faithful with what I've given you? Are you being faithful with what I've given you? So I want to ask us that today. Are we being faithful with what God has given us? Maybe you have something small. Maybe you have something big. But are you being faithful with what God has placed in your hands? Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's the friends, the relationships in your life. Maybe it's you know, a ministry here at church that, that God has called you to. Are you being faithful to that thing? Are you being faithful to him? He is faithful. We sung about it this morning. Like there's no one more faithful than God. We sang about it. You know, we'll, we'll never walk alone. We'll never be alone. He'll never abandon us. Jesus is faithful. And if we want to represent him to this world, we have to be faithful like he was. I just want to encourage you this morning, do not step back, step, step forward. Step forward. If you feel right now like, man, like I want to step back from this thing or this thing is too much or I don't know if I can do this, whatever. I just encourage you, step forward. Step forward. You know, there's, there's this song um, by uh, this, this artist, uh, Christian artist name is Corey Asbury and it's a song called Dear God. It's a song that every, like, if I put it on the radio, it's, or I put it on in my car, I just, oh, I love it. And the, the whole song is pretty much this. It's, it's just this man singing to God, saying, dear God. And he's just saying, God, I've messed up. God, I've screwed up. God, I've went this way. I've went that way. God, I've sinned. I've failed. God, I've done all these things. But God, I want to try again. I want to try again with you. I want to run to you, not, not run away from you. And the second half of the song, it kind of switches, and it goes from this man singing to God, and it goes from God kind of singing to this man, and just him saying, try again. Try again. I remember a couple uh, weeks ago at youth, there was um, this young man who was, who was uh, sitting in the, the back left corner during worship, and I just felt like God said to me, go over him and tell him to try again. You know, a lot of times God doesn't give you the full picture when he tells you to go give a, give a word to someone. He just might give you a, a little bit. And that's the faithfulness part. That's part of just saying, okay, yep, I'll do it. And so I went over to this young man and, and I didn't even face him. I just, you know, went behind him. I put my hand on his shoulder and I just said, I just feel like God's singing over you. Try again, try again, try again, try again, try again. And um, then I see that he's, he's weeping. God is doing something in this, in this young man and, and he just says to me I have been sitting here talking to God and saying God I just want to try again with you I want to I I start over I feel like I came to church and I sang the songs but I never really tried with you I want to try again and so this morning I just want to invite you to step forward into a relationship with Jesus. If you have never stepped forward into that relationship with Jesus, if you've never tried in the first place, or maybe you need to try again the relationship with him, I just encourage you right now, we're gonna, can we all stand actually? And I'm a, I'm a youth pastor, so we're gonna do it youth pastor style. That means that everyone close your eyes, bow your head. It's a classic youth, youth pastor altar call. And if you 
are sitting there thinking, no one's looking at you, everyone's eyes are closed, don't worry. If you want to start a relationship with Jesus, it's just going to be me, you, and Jesus who are the ones who see it. So if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you, want to, if you want to try with him or you want to try again today, I just encourage you right now to shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. If you want to say, I want to, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus today. I don't know who this guy is 100% that you're talking about, but I want it. I want to try again. I want to step forward. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, every eye in the room didn't see you, but Jesus saw your hand go up. Jesus saw that you just made a choice, a brave choice to throw your hand up and say, yep, yep, I want Jesus in my life. So can we all say, say this, this together? It's a, it's a prayer, just, a, just talking to God. And so let's, can we all say it together? Just repeat after me, whether you're saying it for the first time or the millionth time, just repeat after me, Jesus. You've always been faithful. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you. I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for being faithful to me. I will follow you from this day to my last. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. And I think that there's, if you did that for the first time today, or you feel like you did it for the real first time, I think there's a card in your seat. And if you accepted Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior for the first time, I just encourage you, don't leave here without telling somebody, without telling me, without telling Pastor Justin, and give us that card. We wanna connect with you. We wanna get you plugged in. We wanna talk with you. I wanna get to know you. We wanna tell you more about Jesus, who he is, and who he says that you are. So I'm just gonna pray, and then uh, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up, but let's be faithful people. Don't, don't step back, step forward. Life is going to be full of trouble. It's going to be full of resistance. But let's have some resilience and say, I'm not stepping back because Jesus is worth more than anything else. So let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, that you are good. Father, I thank you, God, that you love us. God, I thank you that we can be faithful because you were first faithful to us, that we can love because you first loved us. Jesus, I thank you that we've never walked alone. God, I thank you even, Lord Jesus, that, God, that we can't even earn your love. We can't do something to earn it. God, you give your love freely. You give your grace freely. Today, Father, we just say, help us to make the choice to be faithful. God, give us some resilience. Holy Spirit, we just pray you would empower us to say yes, to be faithful to you, to the things that you've called us to do. The, the, if it's a little, if it's a lot, whatever you have given us, Jesus, that we would be faithful with that thing. We would watch that thing grow as you move in it as we are faithful to say yes. So Jesus, we lift it to you right now, Father. We just say, God, we're stepping forward. We're going deeper in. We're not gonna back down. We're gonna be a faithful people. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Everybody said amen. Amen. I just wanna thank you all for coming. Have an incredible, blessed day. Now, we'll see you guys next week. Don't leave here without talking to somebody if you just accepted Jesus.
Thank you for listening to NTC Messina's podcast. We hope you join us next week and have a blessed day.